0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today I would like to talk about why is it that there is so much information out there about how to be a good leader, but there are still so many lousy leaders. Stuart, I would love for you to kick us off.
1: Sure. So this might put a little bit of a wrench in it, but I would always say we should have a working definition of what leadership is. Hmm. Because different people define leadership different ways subordinates define leadership differently than those who are actually in quote unquote leadership positions differently So, do you
0: think that the issue with there being lousy leaders is that we don't all agree on what leadership is is that what you're saying
1: well sure because people get a role because they were promoted into it and they think that they were ordained into this role well now i'm a leader Mm. And this is why I struggle with the terminology of manager, because you can gather a group of chimps together and they can manage <laughs> the situation, but leadership is, and this is gonna be my definition: leadership is pulling a group of people together through influence to achieve a common goal. Mm. And okay. you have to be have the the emotional intelligence and the empathy to understand that and don't get caught up in the fact that I'm the leader and I'm clearly omnipotent and what I say goes. Kristen, what are your thoughts? I agree that so
2: much of the population doesn't understand the difference between management and leadership. And that would actually lead to, so why do we have these definitions and so few people understand it? And I think it's because businesses don't value the training as they should. I think there are a whole lot of idea people. I think there are too many idea people out there with so many crazy little ideas. And what they do is they say to a company, I can train all your people in a three-hour session or in a weekend session. And the company ticks the box and says, we're doing leadership training mm. in this two-day session, one day a year. We're going to pull 50 people into the room. It's just that's not how to teach it. Mm. And all those many, many ideas that are putting themselves in boxes to be able to sell it, don't often actually have the tools or the right information to teach it so what we've got is just big businesses ticking off boxes but not actually teaching leadership and that's why there's much good information but there's not really an in an influx of great leaders so what you're saying is there's too much information out there that isn't actually useful that isn't teaching people leadership skills that are beneficial Or isn't doing it, and even if it's all good information, it's not actually doing it in a manner that's teaching. Mm. I cannot teach a client how to help their teams become great leaders in a two-hour session or a two-day session. It takes time. It takes actually listening to what they're already doing and how their process works and how the teams already relate to help people become, or organizations become better at leadership progression. Mm -hmm. It takes them understanding the difference between management and leadership. And me just saying it, or them just reading it in a book, even if it's great information, isn't enough. That's not how you teach. And so although the information is out there, and I would say too much false information is out there, nobody's actually taking on, too few are taking on the absolute energy and cost required to really teach it. So I think that leadership, to your point, Stuart, people don't understand what
0: leadership is. I think that leadership takes a certain amount of empathy, a certain amount of insight, a, person, a certain amount of
2: self-awareness. And I agree with you, Christian, you can't teach that in a weekend seminar. And sometimes you don't have to teach it at all. There are leaders, we've all met leaders in every level position at work or in a family environment or in a community that never had to be taught anything. Mm-hmm. They understood leadership at the get-go. And I don't think that companies have a, a scaling up system that appreciates that, that appreciates you have to really exploit that person with natural leadership and let them help teach people about leadership. Mm. It's it, it's all just about the process. I mean it's kind of like the same and I'm going to skip it, but the, the diversity issues that we have in this country. Everybody's hired diversity leadership people, but if they don't actually give them the time, the, the budget and the access, they're not going to change diversity issues. It's the same with
1: leadership.
0: Mm.
2: Sir, what are
1: your thoughts off of that? I, I absolutely positively concur. I think that organizations need to make a commitment. And it's not this fiscal year. It is a long-term commitment to leadership. It's the redundancy in the training. And yeah. just you both are right. I mean, it's not going to happen over a weekend. And having been in the military, I will tell you that from day one, as a cadet, you are taught leadership. And at every level, you're taught leadership because no matter what level you're at, the leadership that's required is different. Even general officers, before they pin that first star on, they go to like a general officer charm school so mm-hmm. that they can learn how to lead at that level. Too often, what I see in civilian life is is that oh, this person's really good at moving boxes, or that person's really good at doing spreadsheets. Here's an opening; we're going to promote them to this role. Mm-hmm. Then, when they're not successful, Then we say, oh, well, Bob was a bad hire, you know, or Bob didn't really do it. But in fact, we didn't prepare Bob to be successful. So I have a question then. We've talked about how organizations are
0: not providing the right type of training or useful training. As an individual who wants to become a leader, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I figure out what's good and what's bad? How do
1: I make myself a good leader? First question I would ask you is, tell me about leaders that you've seen in the past and the behaviors that they have that you think are worth emulating, but then even more specifically, the behaviors that they have that you say, I never want to be like that. It mm. goes back to me, you got to define what leadership is. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think, I think I agree completely. The way to help somebody become something that they aspire to is to start asking them questions. Why is why is this something you aspire to? How do you see that improving your life? How do you see that impacting on you? Talk to them about, like Stuart said, who they've seen that they admire, but how it's going to be valuable to them. And when they answer those questions, then you have garnered the tools to help them achieve their goal. Because teaching leadership sometimes is uniquely individual. Not all leaders play the game the same way. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you
0: could definitely, you know, find a mentor, find a coach. There's, I remember back to when I was first working, right? I started working right out of high school. I got a job at at a bank working in the back office. And I knew like I was a terrible communicator. I didn't know anything about like the social skills of an office. And I just floundered really badly for a long time. And I I wish that I had, I mean, obviously there wasn't an internet. I couldn't look things up then, sadly. How do we avoid that for people coming in as young people?
1: I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't just, I'm a really firm believer in a strong onboarding process. Mm. So people know that if they have issues that they, that there are people that they can go to talk to. I mean, one of the things I always like to say is leadership is action. And what I mean by action is it's observable mm. and it's not just words. I mean, a lot of people stand up and they'll say a lot of words, but there's a disconnect between the words and the action. I say that to people sometimes. That's a lot of words. Sure it is. But I mean, like, what are the actions supporting that? And throughout my professional career, I've seen people in leadership roles, and it's because they were really good at their last job. Mm. But they were ill-prepared for their current role. And even though they aspired or wanted to be better, they didn't know how to. And that's why I say ask the question, What? what's a leader? What's a leader to you? But and that's why I, my final point is, it has to be co- ongoing. It has to be a years-long process to develop leaders.
2: Mm-hmm. Kristen, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to throw in there? No, I, I, I think to, that one of the things that you deal with with people and moving up in the ladder is I had a client who didn't, who was promoted to a leadership role. And then in talking to him, realized it's not a role he wanted. He was so very good at what he did, but there was no pay raise going along with that. So we actually worked on him communicating how he could make more and move up a ladder without becoming in a management position, which would require leadership skills that he didn't even want to attend. And that's important. So it's all important that the businesses themselves start looking very closely at who their people are, and like Stuart said, from the get-go, work on onboarding and work on continuing training, and pay attention to who works for them, not just follow some rote ABC, this is the way it goes. That is our 10
0: minutes, so I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me and thinking about what makes a great, great, I can talk, what makes a great leader, and why there are so many that are poor leaders out there. I look forward to our next conversation.